0: I'm Sina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies
1: in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep like dive. Ooh. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me <laughs> up on this one.
0: <laughs> hey, you're listening to.
1: Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm
0: Danielle. And I am Stana. Do you know why I did that? No, I don't. Oh, well, uh, that's Kurt Russell's entire character in this movie. (laughs) Uh,
1: I would argue that's Kurt Russell's entire character in most movies.
0: It's like a carbon copy of John Wayne.
1: So after watching this and after watching Death Proof and then yeah after those two movies i can honestly say my favorite kurt russell movie is overboard
0: i've never seen that
1: you never seen overboard
0: um what happens in it's, Overboard? it's a romantic
1: comedy that in hindsight very problematic but at the time great movie <laughs> like all true you
0: know it's always that way you always have to start every rom-com it's like it's a little problematic but like they may may or may not have been chloroform but like it's fine now like we don't do it anymore
1: (laughs) exactly exactly so even though they did recently remake it which I don't know why they would ever remake this movie it's it's beautiful left in time it's in like the 80s I want to say they made the movie Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn couple still together today that's a that's a Hollywood couple built to last the whole premise is Goldie Hawn is a rich woman in the, like, boonies of Oregon. She calls in this carpenter to fix her uh, closet. He does a terrible job. She throws him off the boat. She's sailing, gets, falls off the boat, indeed okay. goes overboard, <laughs> and wow. she loses her memory. Kurt Russell sees this on the local news that a woman is in the hospital with insomnia, insomnia? No, amnesia.
0: (laughs) Amnesia. This is like, do you know what this reminds me of? I'm so glad that you did this. Do you remember when you were, it was one of the family barbecues and I was invited, it was at your house and I was like, do you have any rosacea? And you were like, no, but the ambrosias is in the fridge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly what that is. <laughs>
0: exactly. I knew what you were going to say. I just wanted you to get there yourself.
1: <laughs> Insomnia, amnesia. Amnesia is the word I'm looking for. Goldie Hawn has amnesia, doesn't remember who she is, but still just has an attitude. Kurt Russell sees it on the news. He goes and, cl- and claims her, basically and says that she is my wife and her name is Annie and she f- and she hit her head or something and she likes to go swimming at night anyway whatever basically takes her into her- his house and like has him raise his three kids do housework and basically be his slave is how he puts it and then of course what happens they fall in love oh of course
0: does she ever wake
1: up you'll have to watch the movie and find out.
0: I'm imagining
1: I'm Bob gonna Bob leave you guessing.
0: Okay, well.
1: <laughs> All I can tell you is that Goldie Hawn wears a gorgeous gold Bob Mackie dress, which is perfection.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, now listen, did you wanna talk about the Emmys tonight? Ooh, good question that,
1: we should talk to you about before we started recording. We can talk about the Emmys if you'd like.
0: Um, I don't wanna I just wanna actually, you know what, to save to save time, because I know that some people will probably just skip past this. Um, we're gonna talk about the Hateful Eight, but we're gonna talk about the Emmys first. And I would like to do it with what you sent me. Okay. So if I may scroll back. Danielle was particularly excited about. Well, what I sent you was
1: The Last of Us got nominated. Did
0: you text me that or I? I texted you that?
1: you that because my internet was being funky. So instead of sending it to you on Instagram, I remember texting you. And then also Baby J got nominated.
0: Yes. So it was The Last of Us and Baby J. I thought you sent me something else. I thought you sent me a bunch of them. Maybe not. Perhaps. Maybe
1: Perhaps, because Max was, like, posting nonstop about their nominations. I pulled it up, so do you want to just quickly go through some nominations? Sure. Okay, so drama series. Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets.
0: Stacked. I thought, why isn't The White Lotus in, like, anthology?
1: I guess because now it's technically a series because there are two uh,
0: two seasons. Yeah, but uh, what the hell is that show? American Horror Story is an anthology.
1: Maybe because it was like Golden Globes is an anthology and they don't... does Do the Emmys have oh, the same that's categories? Oh,
0: Globes. Okay. There
1: you go. Okay. Actor in a drama series. Jeff Bridges, The Old Man, Brian Cox, Succession, Kieran Culkin, Succession, Bob Odenkirk... Better Call Saul, Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us, and Jeremy Strong, Succession.
0: Brian Cox?
1: Brian Cox. Got
0: nominated?
1: Yeah, and he's killed off in episode three.
0: I am shocked. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't even do anything in the third episode.
1: Honestly, like, I I would push for Kieran Culkin. I feel like he killed it this season.
0: He really did. They, like, really made his character come to life.
1: Okay, actress in a drama series: Sharon Horgan, Bad Sisters; Melanie Luczynski, Yellow Jackets; Elizabeth Moss, The Handmaid's Tale; Bella Ramsey, The Last of Us; Carrie Russell, The Diplomat; and Sarah Snook, Succession.
0: I think Sarah Snook's gonna win it.
1: I, I. Imagine if Bella Ramsey got it though for Last of Us. We gotta talk about The Last of Us. Wait, did yeah. we talk about The Last of
0: Us? I thought we did. did we, we did.
1: Did we? I now I don't remember. I know yes, I we, did. yes I we did. Yes, we did. We did. You I,
0: Yeah, I, you texted me and you were like, we gotta do this. And I liked it. And I was like, I I'm following
1: <laughs> Yes, we did this.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Whoops. Just completely forgot about that. All right. Supporting actor in a drama series. F. Murray Abram the White Lotus, Nicholas Braun Succession, Michael Imperioli the White Lotus, Theo James the White Lotus. Matthew McFadden, Succession, Alan Ruck, Succession, Will Sharp, The White Lotus, and Alexander Skarsgård, Succession.
0: So it's just Succession and The White Lotus.
1: Yep. Max wow. Max really cleaned up. Supporting wow. actress in a drama series. Jay Cameron Smith, Succession, Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus, Elizabeth Debicki, The Crown, Megan Faye, The White Lotus, Sabrina Im... Oh, I do not know how to pronounce her last name. Impacatore, the White Lotus. Aubrey Plaza, the White Lotus. Raya Seahorn, the Uh, Better Call Saul. And Simona Tabasco, the White Lotus. Do
0: you think Jennifer Coolidge will get it two times in a row?
1: Oh, I kind of hope so, especially since this is her last season. I
0: don't
1: don't know, but... Okay, I'm going to skip over the guest... Uh writing for a drama series, Bo William, Andor One Way Out, Jesse Armstrong Succession, Connor's Wedding, which is absolutely fantastic. Gordon Smith, Better Call Saul, uh, Point and Shoot, Peter Gould, Better Call Saul, Saul Gone, Sharon Horgan, Dave Finkel, but I don't know why I'm reading these all off. Bad sick Bad Sisters the Prick is the name of the episode. The Last of Us, Long, Long Time. And then uh, the White Lotus, Arriva Derchi. So, probably all like the finales. Um, comedy series Abbott Elementary, Barry the Bear, Jury Duty. Have you heard of that show? I have, and we should watch it.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and Wednesday.
0: I hate to say it, but we may need to like block time off to get out the marvelous Miss Mazel and Abbott Elementary.
1: Yeah, we should. We should. But who has the time?
0: Like a billion seasons.
1: <laughs> Actor in a comedy series: Bill Hader, Barry, Jason Segel, Shrinking, Martin Short, Only Murders in the Building, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, and Jeremy Allen White, The Bear. Actress in a comedy series, Christina, App- Christina Applegate, Dead to Me, Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Bro- Quinta Bronson, uh, Abbott Elementary, Natasha Lyonne, Poker Face, and Jenna Ortega, Wednesday.
0: Dead to Me, we were going to watch when the first season came out, I remember.
1: Yeah, but something happened and...
0: uh I kept moving it off the list. <laughs>
1: Um, okay, I'm going to do supporting actor as well. Supporting actor in a comedy series Anthony Kerrigan, Barry, Phil Dunster, Ted Lasso, uh, Brett Goldstein, Ted Lasso, James Marsden, Jerry Duty, Eben Moss, Back- Bacharach, The Bear, Tyler James Williams, Ab- Abbott Elementary, and Henry Winkler, Barry. Supporting actress in a comedy series Alex Borstein, The uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Ayo. Abiri, the Bear, Janelle, James Abbott Elementary, Cheryl Lee, Ralph Abbott Elementary, Juno Temple, Ted Lasso, Hanno Waddingham, Ted Lasso, and then Jessica Williams shrinking. Okay, I don't know. limited series, Beef, Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story.
0: We should do it.
1: No, these next two. Daisy Jones and the Six. We should definitely do Daisy Jones and the Six. I've watched all of it. It's fantastic. Fleischman is in trouble. Watched all of that. Absolutely incredible. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi. Wow. I'm so happy that both Daisy Jones and the Six and Fleischman is in trouble got nominated. So happy.
0: Okay. I haven't seen either
1: one of them. They're so good. So, so good. Okay. Actress in a limited series or TV movie. Uh, Taryn Edgerton Black or this is actor, sorry. Taryn Edgerton, Blackbird, Kum- Kumal Nunjami, uh, Welcome to the Chip Welcome to Chippendales, Evan Peters, Dahmer, Daniel Radcliffe, Weird, the Al Yankovic Story, uh, Michael Shannon, George and Tammy, and Stephen Yoon Beef, uh, Actress in a limited series or TV movie, Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, I'm so happy. Fleisch- Fleischman is in trouble. Jessica Chastain, George and Tammy, Dominic Fishback, Swarm. Um, oh, Dominique Fishback. Apologies. Catherine Hahn, Tiny Beautiful Things, Riley Keough, Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm so happy for her. And Allie Wong, Beef. Okay. Hi. Okay. I'm just trying to see. Hold on. That's basically the end of it, but I did see that.
0: You know what's interesting? As I was going to the Emmy website, um, I'm getting it in a different order than you are.
1: I'm on Vanity Fair.
0: Oh, that's why.
1: That's probably why. (laughs) I did see that Vanderpump Rules got nominated for an Emmy.
0: That's like not the M. Is that part of the Emmys? So I thought the reality TV was separate.
1: Um, I think they may have a couple uh, slots for a reality TV series.
0: Hmm.
1: But yeah, that's. Was a big. I'm so happy for Riley Keough to be nominated for Daisy Jones in the six. Okay, so Riley, Riley Keough, absolutely incredible. She is Elvis's granddaughter. Yes. Okay. And I I her mom is Lisa Marie Presley, and she just recently passed away, as you know. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Duh.
1: Yeah. Which is wild that literally like her mom passed away, and then her show was a complete hit. And the music is incredible and we should we should do it. We should do, talk about Daisy Jones and the Six.
0: Okay. Um, The one show or I don't know if it's a show or a movie. Honestly, I can't remember. Depp's daughter did it. What is it called? Idol? Um, I don't really
1: kn- know.
0: I don't know that one. Hmm. What did she just do yeah? The idol, it just came out.
1: Oh, on HBO, I
0: think it was HBO.
1: Oh, yeah, that's Lily, um, Depp's daughter. Okay, now I understand what you're trying to say to me. Yes, the idol came out on HBO. <laughs> it's Lily Rose Depp's, yeah, that's uh, Johnny Depp's daughter.
0: Yeah, it was Depp's daughter, Lily Rose Depp, and at the end the weekend.
1: It's, it's horrible. I watched two episodes I can't watch any more of it. Last
0: one, apparently they're saying that her performance was great, but mm-hmm. despite that, it, yeah.
1: It's it's messy. The idol is messy.
0: But I think the premise was supposed to be messy.
1: Yeah, but the whole, the politics, like the behind the scenes stuff is just as messy.
0: Ooh, now I want to talk about it. <laughs> not, not this episode.
1: No, not on this episode. All right, so All yeah. All right,
0: well- we, um, when are the Emmys? I wrote it down somewhere, but when are they scheduled to air? Let us see. Oh, so also,
1: also very important, outstanding TV movie, Hocus Pocus 2, got nominated. I did see that. Of course, now my, uh, nothing is working for me now.
0: Oh, well, the Emmys are scheduled Monday, September 18th from 8 to 11 p.m. Good for you. Thank you.
1: All right, that's what we got. We're excited to watch the things we haven't watched and to cheer on the things that we have watched.
0: And to balance out October for once.
1: <laughs> so we're not watching everything.
0: You know what? I think October would be great if we did Barry, Abbott Elementary, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, and Better Call Saul. I'm just, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. If we watched like five episodes, five seasons of television per week, <laughs>
1: you're joking right yes okay just wanted to make yeah. sure just wanted to make sure you're joking but,
0: but you don't want to try that
1: no i don't i really don't <laughs>
0: uh, so we will because okay. that's insane that is <laughs> um anyway we can um you know we'll, we'll pace it we'll we'll pace it out okay
1: sounds good
0: Okay, so uh, you can watch The Hateful Eight on Netflix.
1: Uh, Awards. We're talking awards. Okay, so at the Academy Awards, Jennifer Jason Leigh was nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role. This was nominated for Best Cinematography. And this was nominated for Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures, Original Score. At the Golden Globes, Jennifer Jason Leigh was nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role in a Motion Picture. This was nominated for Best Screenplay, and it was nominated for Best Original Score. That's all i got for you.
0: Okay. Post-Civil War era, a bounty hunter nicknamed the Hangman has a murdering woman worth 10K under his belt. He takes her... He takes her on horse and carriage to Red Rock, the city that's willing to front the money. Along the way, he picks up a band of somewhat trustworthy, misfit travelers. A blizzard begins, and they need to stop by a cabin until it passes.
1: So, our main character is Major Marquise Warren, played by Samuel L. Jackson. He's a bounty hunter that finds himself in the middle of a quote-unquote jailbreak. Fellow bounty hunter John the Hangman Ruth, played by Kurt Russell, Uh, he's a vet on this podcast now because he was in Death Proof. Uh, Is bringing, as Christina said, a big ticket bounty in for $10,000. Her name is Daisy Domergu, played by Jennifer Jason Leigh. They are also joined by new sheriff of Red Rock, Chris Mannix, played by Walton Goggins. Uh, Walton? Yeah, I guess it is Walton. Why did I think it was Walter? Doesn't matter. I know, I did too. Um they're being taken to Minnie's haberdashery via stagecoach by Obi, played by James Parks. Once they arrive, they meet Senor... 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 Senor...
0: (laughs) Now I don't know how
1: to say the word. Say it for me. Senor. Senor Bob, thank you. Uh, Played by Damien Burcher, who is running the inn in Minnie's place, or so he says. The new hangman of Red Rock, or so, he says, is Oswaldo Mombray, played by Tim Roth. Moberay, Mombray. I'm a Mombray. Oh, Okay. I also meet Joe Gage, played by Michael Madsen, who is also a vet on this podcast. He was in Kill... He was in the Kill Bills. Yes. Actually, just the second. Part two. The brother. He plays the brother. He plays Bud. Uh we also meet a retired Southern general Sandy Smithers played by Bruce Dern. I'm putting him as half a vet since he is Lord Dern's father and Lord Dern was in Big Little Lies. Who knew Lord How was Dern? He half a vet. What happened? How was he half a vet? He's half he's veteran through I don't know. Through marriage. No, through being a dad, through uh the family tree. Laura uh, Dern's a Nepo baby to Bruce Dern. And now we're watching Bruce Dern. There that's the connection there. We also meet Jody Domergoo, played by Channing Tatum. He's head of the Domingri gang. I don't know why I said it like that. The Doming the Domingri gang. I really don't like Domergoo. I don't like the word Domergoo, and I don't like the word Domingri. Anyway, that's my cross to bear. Uh, and coordinated this whole ruse to save his sister. Also, a fellow vet, uh, Zoe Bell, from Death Proof, she plays Six Horse Judy. Mm-hmm. So let's get into our climax. The action finally occurs after the coffee is poisoned and Marquise Warren is shot by a mysterious figure hiding in the basement. They flash forward to earlier that day when the, Do- the, the Domingue gang kills everyone at Minnie's Habdashery except for General Smithers who is told to keep quiet and go with it after that is explained we get to present time Jody reveals himself and Marquis shoots him, Joe Gage and Eswaldo also get shot and after some negotiating for her life Daisy also gets shot go ahead Christina
0: that's all I got that's that's great because I started my closing with After Daisy is Shot. So well, wow.
1: it's like we're right here. Like we've been doing a hundred and almost 190 of these.
0: Yeah. So kind of crazy. After Daisy is Shot, Warren says that shooting Daisy again to kill her is too easy. Warren says for John Ruth, even though he was a mighty bastard but the last thing he did before he died was save Chris's life. So Chris should respect his name and not just shoot Daisy. Even though they both will die in the end as they're bleeding out, they have to, they have a say in how Daisy is killed. When the hangman, uh, I forget which one of them says it, but they say, when the hangman catches you, you don't die by the bullet. You don't need to hang mean bastard. You only need to hang mean bastards, but mean bastards you need to hang. Daisy is lifted up and sentenced to hang until death by she- the sheriff of Red Rock, Chris Mannix. They take pleasure in watching her die by hanging. After the two men are uh, after this, the two men are tired and still very much dying. Mannix asks to see Warren's Lincoln letter. He reads it and, after the last line, tells Warren that old Mary Todd was a nice touch. Warren thanks him. and scene with there won't be many coming home playing. In this case, there won't be any coming home.
1: Okay, tell me what it is on IMDb and Metacritic. Why are you upset? Oh,
0: all right. Move on. All right, uh, it was a 7.8 out of 10. The Metascore was a 68 and the user score was a 7.6.
1: Critics gave this a 75. 75- five percent on Rotten Tomatoes and the audience gave it a seventy seven percent. Okay. Do you want me to read my review? Because right. although my feelings are my feelings, I picked a five out of five star review. Just and you'll you'll see why. Okay. <clears throat> need to be very dramatic for this. This is probably the most dramatic review I've ever encountered on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's saying a lot. Okay. And you know I love I love the drama. Once God. more, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> hath proven his mastery, for he hath summoned forth the darkness of the old west, infusing it with thrills and mystery that hath not been felt in many a moon. How do you top that first <laughs> sentence?
0: <laughs> I can't. With the hand gestures. You might as well have the skull in your hand.
1: I, I feel like this M- Mitchell, whatever the hell his name is, really just channeled Shakespeare. Like, th- you think I'm done with the halfs. The halfs. I, ha- I am not done with the halfs.
0: I hath not be done with the halfs.
1: <laughs> doth not. I'm surprised he didn't drop a doth. Only ha- and half. Okay his artistry hath transported me to a realm of intrigue and fascination where shadows dance and secrets abound the essence of the old west with its untamed spirit and, enag- and igna- enigmic, en- enigmatic <laughs> oh my god my brain is just like short-circuiting Enigmatic allure hath been captured with astonishing precision. Verily, I was ensnared within the web of this film's narrative, unable to break free from its gripping hold. Tarantino's craft, craft hath left an indelible mark upon the annals. Annals. I was gonna say annals. Annals of cinema. reminding us of the power that lies within storytelling. Let it be known that this film is a testament to his brilliance and the enduring enchantment of his vision.
0: How many people found that review helpful? I don't know. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't work like that. Oh, it doesn't do a thing? Okay. Okay. No.
1: No. Way to go.
0: Finally, you finally found a super interesting review on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: And not very, it didn't take me long. This movie came out in 2015, and this was posted, like, June 23rd of this year. So. Oh, okay. It hath taken Mitchell so, so, so far, so much, that it prompted him to pen this beautiful review That I have share with you, our audience.
0: Who doth listen from
1: afar? I'm surprised he didn't drop a doth. I needed a doth. Too many hats. Not enough doths. I
0: needed a doth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mine's a two out of ten. (laughs) I like that we both
1: picked reviews that, like, we don't agree with.
0: Mm -hmm. Opposite. There we go. Tarantino has absolutely forgotten how to tell a story. Uh Uh-oh. Imagine this. A Tarantino fan is asked to write an eight-hour season of a TV show set in a log cabin for budget purposes. Now, I think this is more towards the four-hour one. We probably should have said this, and we should put this in the title, that we are, like, mainly talking about the original one not the extended version yes okay cool uh if you haven't caught on by what we've discussed like just the short the shorter one slightly shorter one
1: fyi to people listening if you watched only the original cut of this film tarantino decided hey 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 netflix you want to give me a little bit more (sniffs) i got the uncut version which you can turn into a mini series so that is the eight-hour version. We did not do that to ourselves because we, we're we girls on the go. We don't have time for that. So we watched the the original you version. Me
0: was, you told me it was four. Well,
1: th- the guy said eight. It's a four-part miniseries, right?
0: Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you called me the other day, you were like, do you want to watch the two-hour version or the four-hour version?
1: I, I did say that. I will claim I did say that. Uh, don't hold me up in a court of law I cannot defend myself I did indeed say that okay (laughs) however the original version is like two hours and 37 minutes it's basically it's two
0: hours and like 45 minutes it's
1: basically three hours so perhaps they have eight hours of footage that they turned into a four part miniseries
0: sure sure they write it paying homage to Tarantino's films in f- a few different ways, casting some of his usual players, they do their best to be Tarantino, there are too many self indulgent speeches, the characters all talk in the same flower lingo every question or fact has to be asked slash given in the same repentant distracting and unbelievably self conscious way, yet. It still doesn't have any of the verb recordability from an actual Tarantino project. You eventually end up buying the DVD set of this series in a supermarket bargain bin. At home, you notice that one disc is labeled deleted scenes. You put in the disc, check the time, and there are 180 minutes of deleted scenes. You watch them all in sequence. That is exactly the experience of watching The Hateful Eight.
1: Dang. Uh, did we also mention who suggested the hate fleet before
0: we get into our highs and lows? No, I think that was you.
1: Yes, this is uh, Joe Piskel, uh Sent this in as a recommendation. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate your uh, recommendation. Yes. Now Yo. let's. Sh- now let's let me shoot on the movie.
0: You were a little hot. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate it. All right. So.
1: Why do you hate it? You know what? L- let's start with some highs. I'll give you highs before I give you my low. Sure. Thought the dialogue was good. It felt very, like, gossipy. Very word of mouth. It's how I expect people to share information in the time period that it's, you know, being filmed in. Mm-hmm. Thought it was great set design. Very interesting. Minnie's haberdashery. I liked the little breadcrumbs of the jelly bean and the way that Warren pieced it all together like that. Wish I saw a little bit more of that.
0: That's all I got.
1: Give, give me some highs before I give you some lows.
0: I really think that Chris Mannix was probably one of my highs from this movie.
1: Really? He was, yeah. a,
0: he was a top uh, player. I think, I think his ability to present himself as being very simple minded and playful and like borderline innocent in the beginning to turning into a cold blood, blooded killer of justice um that was kind of thrilling to watch okay um i also liked how he sided with a general the general and they were like two very like headstrong racists and then he you know i wasn't sure what he was gonna do and then he ended up like committing and uh to to warren yeah you know at, at the end um i i thought like the some of the shots outside of the cabin were really nice, but that's all I'm going to say about pretty much everything that happened outside of the cabin.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, no, I do agree with you. I think that like the big sweeping scenes of the landscape were actually absolutely beautiful.
0: Mhm.
1: All right. I applaud the simplicity of this movie cuz realistically like this may be Tarantino's most simple movie for lack of a better word, like everything else is like guns a blazing, cars getting flipped over guns a blazing I mean there was guns a blazing, but not in the true way that you like expect it like you're not seeing Hitler's face get blown off, you're not seeing a like a big timed out sabotage to kill Hitler. You're not seeing like a car get flipped over 25,000 times. You're not seeing, you know, Uma Thurman take down 88 for lack of a better number bodyguards. It's, it's not as action packed. It's much, it's super dialogue heavy. That is what it fully relies on. And I can appreciate that. However, I felt like I was waiting and waiting and waiting for the big twist for something like super, super big, super, super twisty, something that was going to like blow my socks off, make me gasp. Does, you know, does she know that the baby's not dead? You know, I was waiting for that and I never got that.
0: Well, I think once Samuel uh, Samuel Jackson's character starts to put the pieces together, I think you get some of it there. Because I was trying; I was only thinking of who poisoned the coffee. I wasn't thinking that they were all in it together. I and then I think you get it at the at the end again with Sheriff Mannix, because I thought that he was just going to blow Warren's head off at one point
1: see I was kind of I was surveying the the group of people in that haberdashery and as Warren was putting together pieces I was trying to figure out okay who is you know who's working together because I had a feeling that like someone was working together something's planned something's going to happen and I was trying to piece it all together and And I was waiting for like a bigger twist, like something that I didn't see coming. But I kind of knew what was going to happen. So I was just like, I could kind of suspect that like, these guys who were already sitting and waiting in the haberdashery, were going to be working together for some reason or another. And we were about to find out why. But I wanted like... I don't know. I wanted a Chris Mannix to be a plan. I wanted like a, a Warren to be a plan. I wanted I wanted something else. I wanted something. I wanted a big twist. But I didn't get it.
0: You didn't think the twist at the end with Mannix, um deal with Daisy gave you that like back and forth?
1: No. 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 You don't get... The same, like, and and maybe it's just because we've been watching Tarantino films all this month. You don't get those same, like, anxiety-inducing feelings, like, when you're watching Glorious Bastards. You're not getting, like, the play on emotions like you do in Kill Bill. It just, it didn't hit for me. It just felt very, very drawn out and like it's I li- was waiting and for lack of a better word, just anticlimactic in my opinion.
0: So I looked at it. It takes about 38 to 40 minutes to get to the cabin. Yeah. And that gave me like, what did I write here? Um, uh, Where did I write it? Shots. Great, no, you can push through it. (laughs) It gave me, did I write it here? I don't know where I wrote it, but it gave me like beginning of death-proof pacing vibes.
1: Yeah.
0: Everything is just very slow and long and drawn out and maybe doesn't need to be that way. Um, Like the conversations in the cab, in in the horse and carriage, I think were important, but they did go on... You know, they were slow. But where... It's 40 minutes you have to push through, I think. I agree. Where Death Proof,
1: you know, indulged in the artistic camera, and that's why it kind of dragged... This indulged in the dialogue, and that's where it dragged, in my opinion. I like the dialogue, don't get me wrong, but it just feels like too laborious for lack of a better word like just well, too- there's,
0: not, there's not a lot happening here until like certain moments yeah yeah and then it's like all the action is kind of like rung out at once like the scene where um warren has the conversation with the general yeah and he puts the gun down i i liked that i liked that monologue that he had where he was kind of like basically explaining how he killed his son, but he was doing it because he wanted to kill him. And he was, he thought that there was an actual like hangman there. So he couldn't kill him. So they had to wait until he had to do it with, you know, actual cause.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But also like, you don't know if that story is true or not leaving it. No, you don't. But also, like, watching that scene, it's, like, so icky. I was like, oh, I don't want to see this. Oh, I don't want to see this. Oh, I don't want to see this.
0: Well, there's, yeah, there's the flashbacks from it. Um, So you really don't know if they are true or not. But yeah. part of me wants to believe that they are true because mm-hmm. he knows everybody. And I was waiting for the, the general to say, like, my son hair is blonde, like giving me something that, that would be like super obvious that this wasn't true and that he was like lying all the time, but that wasn't the case.
1: See, I thought the big twist that was going to happen was that, so Marquise Warren, he says that like he once had a bounty on his head and as the years went on, his bounty like dropped and dropped because of what he did in, I think like, West Virginia in West Virginia so I thought that these men were creating a situation where they could trap him and they were actually set to kill him because he said that all these people just continuously tried to come and kill him and no one would ever take him down so imagine if like this like very specific group of men all came together pretended to be x and then actually took him down Dude, that's what I thought was going to happen and if that was the big twist that would have been a really good big
0: twist <laughs> could you imagine I actually I could I had a feeling it was gonna go there and and I wasn't sure if to me that seemed like the obvious
1: yeah yeah I also don't know why they had to kill Channing Tatum that quickly.
0: I, I don't know, but I will say like, I don't know. That moment seemed very satisfying.
1: I didn't think it was. I was like, oh, cool. You introduce Channing Tatum and then you kill him really quickly. Nice.
0: His character doesn't matter.
1: I guess so, but he's the one who's organizing yeah. the whole thing.
0: I understand, but when you have a character that doesn't matter, we only found out his worth after he died.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know, still not, not my favorite. I wouldn't watch this again.
0: I don't know. I think I would, you know, if I had time, which, you know.
1: You need time to watch this?
0: To, to watch the, the series. I think I'd give it a shot and see, because the one thing that, you know, I was prepared to, to go into it, dreading it, hating it, um, because Dave was like, oh you're watching this and i was like you never have anything good to say you know just this energy what are you doing he's such a hater he's like why don't you watch django and i was like why didn't you request it i'm kind of with dave i i side with dave (laughs) hey you could have you could have stacked your own deck you could have asked someone to request it could have i haven't seen django You've never seen Django Unchained? There are so many times oh, I where I have Django. almost seen this movie. Love Django. So many times. And and every time I get so close to watching it, something happens.
1: The the music alone just like gets you. The themes, oh, God, it's so good. OK. I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I'm saving it from my expectation versus reality. But uh, <laughs> OK. Yeah.
0: Uh, well. For my snack break, I had coffee, which was very good, unlike the coffee in the cabin.
1: Good one. Good one. Thank you. I do think that uh, I will second you need a cup of coffee to drink it or to, to watch this because I had to watch this in two sittings, and I found myself, like, nodding off a little bit where I had to, like, sit up. You know when you, like, are sitting on the couch and you're so comfortable and you're just kind of, like, not trying to pay attention but you're like doing a bad job at paying attention and you find yourself starting to nod off so you have to like sit up straighter and be like Ugh, uh, 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 like slap yourself slap, a little bit slap in the cheeks yeah. yeah that's why a cup of coffee would be great while watching this I uh the second time my second sitting of watching this I was eating dinner I have a new Trader Joe's item for you to buy oh Okay. It's in the frozen food section. It is Argentinian red shrimp. And they sell it frozen in it has a nice little dollop of a ginger garlic butter. And what you do is you cook down the frozen the you thaw it out in the packaging, throw it into the pan with like you know, the butter and stuff. It's already seasoned. Love love when things come pre-seasoned. And then uh that we had it over pasta it was delicious
0: sounds very good
1: yes highly recommend
0: i went to trader joe's the other day did you i did the one in clifton and we bought um plants plants they have yeah. great plants great flowers yeah. i told dave i was like get your herbs here and now and he was like no i don't want to spend the money i was like what? dave
1: He's Look like, at the price. You're at Trader Joe's. No,
0: you know, I was like, he was like 2.49. I was like, yeah, get him. So I think we got like everything but cilantro. And uh, I don't think they had cilantro, but we got mint, basil, parsley. Cool. It, yeah. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. I don't want to spend the money. You're at Trader Joe's. What are we doing here?
0: <laughs> Spending money.
1: It's not like you're at Whole Foods. Come on.
0: Yeah, that's true. Whole Foods is insane. Anyway, so what was your expectation?
1: Okay, so talking about Django Unchained, I associate this with Django Unchained because Django Unchained can now I can't speak. Django Unchained came out in two thousand and twelve. This came out in two thousand fifteen. I don't know if anything, any other Tarantino movie came out between those time periods. But I like short, but I'll it up while you talk. Both movies take place like post Civil War. I'm now I'm questioning if Django and Shane take place takes place post Civil War or maybe pre Civil War. They're like right around the same time period. So in my mind, they feel very similar. I kind of didn't want to see this because I really really liked Django Unchained and I didn't want to watch something similar um okay however like fine and I knew like okay I need to give it a watch okay I need to give it a watch but at the end of the day it's uh just not not for me
0: interesting
1: not my kind of movie
0: I'm surprised that Django is your kind of movie. Yeah, yeah it is. Um,
1: Revenge uh, Plot, love it. Bounty uh, Hunters, love it. Christoph Waltz, love it.
0: Um, For some reason I thought that this movie was like a band of like misfits that had worked together at one point, but then they ended up here and they were like pitted against each other. And then, like, maybe some Agatha Christie vibes of, like, and then there were none. I thought, like, that's what was, I mean, that kind of is what happened. That is what happened. um, I was also expecting that they would leave Samuel L. Jackson's character alone. I didn't think that he was going to get hit. Yeah. High bullets. Um, I'm kind of glad that it did. I like when they they don't make protagonists seem completely untouchable.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. You
0: know? I also, like, I'm just going to say it. If you have to kill everybody off, this is kind of the way to do it. Okay. Like they were dying. They knew they were going to die. Basically like whether or not the rest of the gang existed, it doesn't fucking matter because nobody was going to escape and make it to Red Rock anyway.
1: Yeah. The writing was kind of on the wall. As soon as they entered the haberdashery and knew they had to be there for two days to wait at the blizzard. You're like, N- no one's making it out of here.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sh- I only thought, like, maybe one would. Yeah. Like, the heroes would. But, yeah, if you have to kill everybody off without making it, like, corny or, like, jumping the shark, I think this is the way to do it. Mm. mm. Yeah. It felt justified. Like, everybody's death felt like it made sense.
1: I guess. I guess. I'm still just not i'm not into it not not for me do you have an irl moment
0: i too have minimal tolerance for shitty coffee (laughs) like um what the hell's his name in the beginning kurt Uh, russell's character oh uh
1: ruth john ruth
0: yeah he drinks it and spits it out and then he makes his own can relate
1: uh, the moment I related to was Ob coming in from the cold, wrapping himself up in the bearskin, and plopping himself down right in front of the fire. Whew! Do I relate to that in the winter time? That's just fair. P- it's the pout. It's the being wrapped up in a blanket and just pouting, but also like shivering about it. Love it. That felt so realistic.
0: Well, Danielle, you can be relieved because we're done. We don't have to talk about this movie anymore.
1: So, do you want to rate all the Tarantino movies again?
0: Oh, right. Oh, I don't remember my list from the last time.
1: I remember mine.
0: All right. I think I had *Inglorious Bastards, The Kill Bills. Mm-hmm. I'll put The Hateful Eight, True Romance, and Death Proof. I'm I'll put g- it right back in the
1: middle. I'm going... Kill Bill Volume 1, Inglourious Bastards, Kill Bill Volume 2, True Romance, Hateful Eight, Death Proof.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Just
1: because there were no feet in this movie. Yeah.
0: It's, the, it's the only one. It's the only one we've seen without fucking feet.
1: You got it. Yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee must have some really crusty feet if Quentin Tarantino didn't put her feet in there.
0: It's true. Anyway, um, so we're done with this, and I don't even – what are we talking about next week? Oh, it's Ted Lasso, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's Ted Lasso.
0: Oh, yes, so excited. So we're going to talk about the third and possibly final season of Ted Lasso. Mm -hmm. But who really knows, because they never tell us anything. Um, so if you'd like to write in a review, you can message us on Instagram or Twitter at, Hey, it's two girls. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at classic Sina. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. You can give us, um, emails for requests for reviews at two girls, TV at gmail.com. And you can check out the YouTube channel, two girls drink beer.
1: All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.